Welcome to the table with Vinny, Chris, and Dave. At the table, we have authentic conversations about various topics through the lens of the kingdom and our personal experience. So pull up a chair and join us. There's room for everyone at the table. Dude, it's so good to be at the table tonight. It is uh, just Vinny and myself, uh, relatively new voice to the table, Chris Kramer. Uh, Chris. But uh, but Vinny, as always, it's such a, a blessing and an honor to, to sit down. And I especially love our opportunities to sit down and uh, do a little bit of a, a debrief. You know, we had a, a service where we had an opportunity to minister together on Saturday. And, you know, the, the way that we feel called to be used in those environments and the way that we're open to being used by Holy Spirit is, is not, you know, altogether different, but it really is cool to, to see the dynamics at play when it comes to who is there from our ministry team and how the, the Lord really works through, you know, it, certain individuals in certain ways. And so I know we're kind of just jumping right in, but, <sighs> you know, it, it really has been something that I even shared with you before we came on. Like, you know, I, I feel like there's something stirring in me personally uh, really kind of as a result of, you know, kind of the, some of the experiences that we had on Saturday night. But um, to all of you who are joining us for the first time, uh, this is the Vinny, Dave, and Chris podcast at the table. And uh, David is on a little bit of a sabbatical. Have you talked to him recently? I have a couple times. He's chilling. They're getting their new house together. I know he's working hard. Uh, got him a new truck. Yeah, he did. Nice little sweet truck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what a blessing. Yeah. Well, you know, before we jump into some meat, I, I guess we should do a little bit of the, you know, hey, hi, how you, how you doing? How's your mama? <laughs> how, how your mama and them doing? Good, dude. I, uh, I love what you were just saying about what we're actually going to get into that. I think it's been super cool to watch, but, um, and be a part of, but yeah, it's been, it's, I'm doing good, dude. I'm chilling, cozy up here. We got this big old couch. Had it for a few episodes now. Super and comfy. Every time Chris sits down in it, he about falls asleep. <laughs> <laughs> it just draws you in. And it's been a few weeks since we've recorded a podcast. You know, they're yeah. they're they're being released weekly, but we had a few in, in stock. Um, but I think on our our last podcast that we did with David, you know, David brought up some some really deep and meaningful and and really authentic. You know, wear his heart on his sleeve. Like this is some of the junk that I'm going through right now, and I love that. You know, not just as uh, a, a Christian body, but as brothers with David, you know, that we were able to kind of lean in. You know, I know I pressed on him a little bit, you know, in the coming weeks and, you know, I have have tried to be a, a support and, you know, text him when I'm thinking about him yeah. kind of a thing. And, um, you know, but I think both of us after that, after that, you know, I, I don't know 100% if that's where you are, but I know for me, there was a little bit of, man, that was something that I was going through too. Yeah, I didn't realize it um, when we were talking about it in the moment. I was like, yeah, I'm just ready to keep going, keep pressing it. And then like, because we were going to do multiple episodes <laughs> leading yeah. up to this week. And then it w the time would come to do one and we'd be like, oh my gosh, dude, we're, we're just like sick so or just overwhelmed and, you know, life stuff going on, yeah. all, all cool stuff. And, you know, for you, there's, <laughs> you know, getting ready for Albania, you know, a mission yeah. trip that you're going on upcoming and, you know, different ministry opportunities and, and you know, you had and, a sweet vacation, didn't you? Yeah. I went on uh, a week and a half. We were down in Florida and uh, came home, kind of got things sorted out at work for a few days and went with a, a buddy of mine uh, to uh, to Tennessee to turkey hunt for a few days. Oh, shoot. So uh, a no favorite pastime of mine. Yeah, I wish it was an all shoot kind of weekend. It was a it was a little bit of a, a bust, you know, in, in terms of in terms of the production. You know, there was there was no no game brought home, no more meat in the fr freezer, if you will. Uh, but <laughs> but those are times where, you know, you, you said the word community, fellowship, you know, friendship uh, yeah. before we started tonight. And those are things for me where I feel like, you know, we really are given the opportunity to dig in, you know, to, to find a little bit more out about guys who, you know, we, we do life with and who you're hunting with. Yeah. My, yeah, yeah. My buddy, Sebastian, who I went with and, you know, my good friend, Nick, who's already in, in Tennessee, who we went down to visit, um, and, and to hunt with, 
you know, you, you kind of just dig into all subjects, you know, there's, there's a little bit of the, the guy, guys messing around, you know, there's a lot of just kind of what is the Lord doing? What is the Lord speaking to you? That's, cool. uh, you know, just, uh, a reflection, you know, and there are some guys who are like, I don't go to church. I just go hunting in the woods. Was it all the bros? Uh, it, it, yeah, it was just us three, three dudes yeah. and, our our wives and had blessed our, blessed our trip. Nice. Um, and you know, for me and in all honesty, you know, my, my weeks are most of the time relatively stressful as a small business owner and, um, just kind of having a, a few days that are really blessed by my wife, uh, is, is really something that I, I, um, I admire about my wife to stay at home with our four kids, uh, but something I enjoy, so it's a it's a it's a cool cool thing to have the opportunity to do that, but it goes a long way. Yeah, it's it is it is refreshing, you know, to to kind of get out of that environment for a few days. And uh, Amanda and I always acknowledge, like, why are you doing this? Like the night before, like you know, every time I'm gone for a few days, it's like we don't love being apart from each other. Yeah. Um, but it really is refreshing. And I get that. coming up on this Albania trip, I'm just like. Man, how the heck am I going to be away from Is that family? 10 days, two weeks? What is that? Um, we're making a pit stop uh, in Greece for the first couple of days. So it's like just a little short of two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever been away from your family for that long? Uh, last year in Albania. Okay. Yeah. So same trip. Yeah, same trip. It was tough. Yeah. Yeah, was, when I only had one, I was away for three and a half weeks in Nepal and in India, and that was grueling. Oh my gosh! And it's, it's all of the same things, you know. In the middle of it, it just kind of becomes a blur. You know, the days kind of just, you know, it becomes normal to be gone, and then, yeah. you know, there's those last few days before you come home where you're like, okay, there's three I days left. Ready. I'm ready to see my family. Yeah, yeah, I remember feeling that way last year. I was just like get me home and then and then 26 hours of flights in front of you at the end of it too so yeah yeah it's uh, you know it's the equivalent of childbirth right you know we can say that because our wives aren't here you know gonna get get to the enjoyment the the fruit of it Mm. Uh, no i'm amanda i'm sorry that's that's not comparable (laughs) at all sorry it's not comparable at all (laughs) we're in Vinny's house right now his wife's (laughs) listening to this podcast in real time (laughs) but no i i um i had on my heart a few things to to talk about tonight but but really as as you're talking about community and i'm thinking about the things that i've been processing from saturday you know i'm i'm thinking about the way that the lord uses our group you know a, a few uh, unique ways that i feel like uh, the lord had blessed me to to function um in that anointed environment on saturday you know in that ministry setting um but really seeing like how every one of our services the right people are there yeah you know there's not a there's not a time at least in my two plus years of ministering with david and you know from the first time I've met you where I've ever walked into one of those environments and been like, Hey, we're missing blank. There, there are days, you know, that people aren't there and you miss that person. Uh, but the, the kingdom needs are always in the house. Yeah, definitely. I, it, it gets me every time I see it. I'm just like, what an honor and blessing to serve along so many equipped and, um, just, well-intended and big-hearted people Mm. you know that want to see the kingdom come and pursue him outside of that kind of environment and really bring heaven yeah down into that kind of environment yeah and it stirs my heart dude that's um it's really been on my heart to uh, actually do community with this group um that god has surrounded us with even more and press into that and just see us all more connected. Cause I'm just like, man, what a special and unique opportunity to do ministry with you guys. So I have a question for you. Cause from the first time I met you, you know, my, one of my first impressions of you was that relationships are easy for you. You know, like you just seem like one of those people who kind of like exude, like not just friendliness, but an openness and an inclusiveness that is like, you know, everybody 
come on into the fold. And not everybody has that. You know, I'm, I'm someone who I, I think, you know, my demeanor, I don't know if it's, you know, the way I look or carry myself, you know, I try to smile, you know, more intentionally more often. Um, but you're somebody who's, you know, easy to approach and talk to. Um, you know, is community something that you find that's easy or difficult for you? Well, I love doing it. Um, I love being around people. Health, but having healthy relationships within community is something that I've had to grow in mm. quite a bit. Because, yeah, I mean, being in the world before I came to the Lord, you know, community to me looked like very unhealthy relationships. Right. right. <laughs> um, but I love people. Um, and God is just, I, I guess, my heart for community now is just being able to watch people grow and grow into the people that God created them to be. And I know that he does that through relationship and he does that through discipleship. Right. And so um, that especially makes me passionate for people because I want to see people grow. Yes. And I want to see, because I want us to take hold of the kingdom you know, like God has empowered us to be able to do this. And I know that we can't do it without unity. And it's like a big passion of mine. Yeah, that's awesome. I I think, um, you know, I, I look back at relationships that I've had where I've done a good job being a good friend. And then I can, you know, objectively look at relationships that I've had where I've not done a good job being a good friend. Mm -hmm. And the difference for me is my mindset going into every one of those opportunities that I have to spend time in fellowship with those people. You know, if my if my intention is like I, I walk into a room and my main focus is community, my main focus is unity, my main focus is you know, kingdom restoration, like re regardless of, you know, what, what somebody might say who kind of irks you in the moment or somebody might do that, you know, rubs you the wrong way. You know, you, you have, as you said, the, the mentality that there are so many people that, that this person has a big heart, that they have good intentions Yeah, and it's not a, Hey, I need you to perform perfectly in this relationship, right. but it is a, you know, for me, it's the, the, the difference in good and bad relationships, or at least in the way that I perceive them, is 100% how I frame, you know, my attitude going into that time. You know, and, and for me, you know, the first few times you spend, you hang out with somebody, you know, you're, you're getting to know them, you know, but your, your focus is community, your focus is, is unity. Yeah. And not offense. You know, there, there are things that people say, you know, that are off the wall and, you know, you don't know where they're coming from because you don't know their heart, you know, but my intention is to, is to get to know your heart and friendship and community. And the reality is, is like, once I understand, and it's just like our relationship with God, like once I understand the nature and the character of this, this father that we have, this, you know, the one whose spirit is inside of us crying out, Abba, yeah. you know, that deep groan that we have for connection with God, the father, like once we understand his heart, we understand that there's junk that we go through, uh, yeah. but it's not his intention. Yeah. It creates a, a lens in a perspective to be able to see like okay when we know the father's hearts the father's heart we we get a lens of like okay why is he doing the things that he's doing right. like in 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 the same thing in friendships like our our motive or our our perspective switches from like if we don't know somebody's heart and and we see their actions where they don't make sense it's easy to like have like su things like suspicion you know um and just like question people's motives but like i think that like in the midst of connection and really getting to know people um we can see like just it's easy to see the good good in people yeah, and good intentions. Yeah. And I don't know if you've had any experiences on the other side of that. You know, I, I have a, an example from my own life in the last few years where, you know, there were 
there were uh, friends who were in my life and uh, one friend in particular who I felt like knew my heart, you know, who I felt like knew the kind of person that I was. And there was a situation that came up with, you know, one of his family members. And, you know, all of a sudden it was like, bro, we've had four years of like intimate conversations of like, of just these kind of mountaintop experiences where we share the wins with our families and we, you know, call each other when we're in the middle of the valley. And the temptation is to listen to the voice of the enemy who's trying to put you down and we're picking each other up. And then this one thing happens and all of a sudden you question, you know, whether my intentions were good. And, you know, it's, it's a proclivity that we have towards, um, letting the enemy and I've been reading this book from Louis Giglio called don't let the enemy have a seat at your table but it's this inclination that we have to like listen to the easiest voice in the room which is 10 times out of 10 like it's it's easier for us to give into our flesh and listen to the justification for our sin or the justification for our malice towards friends yeah. by listening to the voice of the enemy yeah, that, and those are moments where connection is vital Communication is vital yeah. because those lies of the enemy get exposed in the light yeah. and in connection and in community. And so like, I mean, that's like, whew, so it's so good. Like that's, that's another reason why community is just like so vital and I'm happy to be. And I see that with what God is doing in our friends, like these relationships where their covenant relationships where like when there is areas where the enemy tries to get in and put his two cents in um, when it comes to relations and things like suspicion and stuff like that, we are in a safe community and place to be able to approach one another and talk about those things in a healthy way and um, and, uh, and about our feelings and how we're experiencing things. Yeah, I think one of the things that social media has done, and I'm not a huge social media user, uh, but I think one of the things that it's done, and I've seen it in degrading the ability to communicate in my peers, is this need for all of our communication to be perfect. Like for someone to be able to go and read it, you know, out of fear of ridicule or humiliation, you know, you know, if it's on social media, you spelled something wrong, you know, and, and, you know, you're looked down on, you know, whatever it is, um, you know, it's this need for our communication efforts to be perfect. And in relationship that doesn't exist, you know, we, we, we think and we act and we um, sometimes respond with our emotions instead of being proactive to put that on the table, the reality that like you're a son of the most high God. Like I, I love you as a brother and the, the desire of our time is to grow in intimacy. Mm. And that's going to mean like whether we have confrontation that we have to deal with or uh, whether it's, um, you know, things that we can join in uh, celebrating each other on uh, that we've got to push through it. Yeah. And my philosophy has been, uh, for the last 10 years, you know, um, an encouragement that I feel like the Lord had given me uh, when Amanda and I first uh, got engaged and then got married. I mean, we fought the most we've ever fought in our lives. You know, I've, I fought with Amanda, you know, as we were uh, in this process of being molded, being prepared for marriage by the Lord, like there was so much conflict while we were engaged. 10 times, a hundred times more than there's been since we've been married. You know, we, we made the, the worst engaged couple, you know, but (laughs) really, as we look back, we see that it was the Lord pruning a lot and there was, there was stuff that was being pulled out of us in relationship. And from that though, the, the saying that kind of stuck in my heart from a revelation I'd received from the Lord is that as long as neither of us are willing to get Uh, as long as neither of us are willing to step away from the table, confrontation will always lead to intimacy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so good. Somebody coined that right there. Um, yeah, dude, looking back at it, I had some of the craziest rough patches in my marriage and I'm like kind of grateful for that. Yeah. Because in the midst of that, I had to learn and, grow and it challenged me so much as a as a man and i want to be who i am today if it wasn't for those conflicts where i was like okay 
this is obviously an issue. This is somewhere in my life where I need healing and I need to work on and I need to do something about it. Like, (laughs) otherwise I'm going to be in this relationship and it's going to suck and it's not going anywhere and divorce isn't an option, you know, (laughs) like I got to figure stuff out now. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, that's the kind of stuff that healthy confrontation leads to is transformation. Yeah. And yeah, that's why, again, community being so vital and, and it's just so special to have so many people that value that at the end of the day too. And I want to cultivate that in the friendships and relationships that God puts around me. And I've, and that's another thing you and I have been talking about is just how God is sending people around us in the season. Mm -hmm. Like, it's crazy. We have so many new friends that like moved in from out of town, you know, and it's just been stirring in my heart so much. Like, man, like this is, I want this to be available for everybody, um, that God sends our way and a huge prophetic word for come up here. That's super valuable to me is um, my friend Keenan said that the measure of which God, or uh, the measuring, how do you say it? <laughs> the way that God measures the success of come up here is by how we tend to the hearts of people that he puts around mm. us. Yeah. And man, that's just shifting my whole perspective, dude. Just yeah. like, bro, like, if that's how the Lord is measuring our success, like, I want to like, I want to see all the things that he's taught me about healthy community and relationship given to like the next person who walks in my door, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah. See, I have this thing where like, as we're meeting these new friends and as they're um, sharing their heart, you know, in life and business and relationship and their faith. Um, you know, I, I get excited about what's going on in them. And, you know, it's it's not unfrequent. It, it's it's not a rare thing where the Lord has to remind me to stay in my lane, you yeah. know, to like, you know, at, at the end of the day, I'm somebody who like, I am passionate about anything that I'm involved in. You know, I'm a stick to it kind of person. Yeah. Um, but I also have this like kind of this wild side where it's like, you know, I, I, I want to be involved in that, you know, like I want to be involved with come up here and I want to be involved in, you know, all these other things. And the Lord's like, what have I called you to steward right now? Yeah. And seeing those things through the lens of, um, you know, ultimately what, what are you supposed to be doing right now in this season? And knowing that, that yeah, knowing that is, um, you know, something that a lot of people struggle with though, you know, what am I supposed to be doing in this season? I had a pastor when we were in Tennessee who, uh, she would always say, uh, if you don't know, uh, what the new word from the Lord is, go and ask him what the last, the one, last was. one was. Yeah. And, you know, and, and the reality is, is that every time in my life where I've felt disconnected to God, uh, there, there have been, uh, these droughts, you know, first of all, there, there have been times in my, my faith walk over the last 12 years since I was saved, uh, that, that I've felt disconnected from God, you know, not like he wasn't there, not like he wasn't speaking, not like he wasn't, um, you know, reaching out and, you know, attempting revelation in my heart, but, but I wasn't attentive. You know, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't, I wasn't framing that time that I'd spend with him. You know, even, even if those times meant, you know, I was in the word and, and felt like I was in a desert, you know, Good, just yeah. reading it by myself, you know, there are traceable things in my life where I say, no, this is what the Lord asked me to do. And I'd go back and I'd be like, yeah, but I did this. And that like punch to my gut is what does the Lord require? Obedience rather than sacrifice. Yeah, that's so good, man. That's really good. I think that that's an area that the Lord is really growing me in too, because like, I don't know, like I love connection, Mm. but then like oftentimes in the midst of community, I'm missing connection. Mm. Like, because my heart is the, to see this kind of culture, but like in, in the midst of that, I want my, my shift lately has been like, I need to ingrain this culture into the people around me because I, it's not sustainable 
for me because I have relationships in my life that I need to prioritize. Right. Like the relationship with my wife <laughs> right. and my kids and yeah. um, where I need to be connecting with them and being intentional about that and slowing down. And God has been teaching me this in the process. And I'm realizing like, I don't have time to slow down with every single person. Yeah. Like I just don't, I would love to, but I have to kind of pick and choose. And so I think that it's important that, you know, we're in this together. And, and when God's like the people that God sends around us to ingrain this kind of culture. So, so we don't have to bear that load of connection on our own. Yeah. Yeah, and some of the you know, the biblical model is that some of the people in our life are going to be the listeners, the multitude, and some of them are going to be the ones that your recorded history, you know, whatever that looks like in heaven, tells about for ages. You know, people who are, in other words, your inner circle. You know, and you know, not not needing to know. Okay, God, you know, this person I'm meeting right now, are they worth the investment? You know, it's it's not in that sense, you know, or, or, you know, do I dump all this time and resource and they ended up, end up leaving in, you know, six months, but it's, uh, you know, there's a level of discernment there in our relationships, you know, but but biblically, how many thousands and thousands of people, you know, did Jesus have interactions with that were incredibly transformative and meaningful for that person? uh, And for maybe even the disciples, the people who were in Jesus's core group, uh, who witnessed that, that the Bible doesn't record, you know, that, that is a, a, a part of the multitude. You know, and, and we're going to have that in our lives, you know, bystanders, naysayers, people who reject us because of the message we're preaching. What did Jesus say? It's 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 not to be uh, a new thing. You know, you, you shouldn't be surprised by it. If they rejected me, they'll definitely reject you. If they received the message that I gave, then they'll receive the message that you give. And, uh, you know, some of those some of those people where we enjoy fellowship with you know, aren't part of that core group. And that is okay. Um, That is okay. This is making me think about something. I'm looking up a scripture. Yeah. So while you're doing that, kind of just segueing into another part of... um, I found it. Okay, go ahead. Um, God has been highlighting to me, like, as you know, in Luke 10, where it talks about the man of peace Mm. yeah yeah if a man of peace is there your peace will rest on him if not it will return to you stay in that house eating and drinking whatever they give you for the worker deserves his wages and i think kind of what i've been seeing is like there's some people that are going to receive you much better than others too and like i feel like this is like a good gauge of like okay this person is capable of receiving, like they're probably worth investing into, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. My, uh, my missionary friends especially love it, you know, as they, they go out and they go into a new city and they, they follow, uh, the, the two by two pairing model that Jesus gave to his disciples, you know, go out and in groups of two and as Luke 10 records, you know, find a man of peace yeah, and stay with him and bless his house. And if there is no man of peace to be found, shake the dust off your feet and keep it moving and keep it going. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, those, those relationships are ultimately, you know, as, as we listen to, to podcasts, as we, you know, watch YouTube videos, as we listen to sermons, as we enjoy uh, time in, in person, you know, in, in church services or, you know, just in, in hanging out with other believers. You know, the, the focus of the heart of the Father, you know, maybe not always our focus, but it is for restoration all the time. And yeah. that is that is the shalom of God. Like my language, <laughs> that is the, um, you know, the peace of God in all areas of our life. And I think you know, healthy relationships just push us into healthy God encounters, and healthy God encounters transform every area of our life, not just the one that we found the encounter in the middle of. And that's uh, that's kind of where I've been, man. I love that.
Hmm. Yeah. So Saturday, um, I do want to just kind of, you know, we, yeah. we had some, some, some fun times on Saturday. And, uh, so do you want to share, I I'm really interested to hear kind of where your heart was at before the, the big boom. And that'll be the, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be my half spoiler. Um, well, I was super sick leading up to that night. Oh, okay. I didn't know. Yeah. Well, I knew you were sick last week. I didn't know you were yeah. feeling crummy on Saturday. Yeah. Well, Okay, I was mostly recovered by Saturday. Um, I'm pretty sure I had COVID. Mostly recovered, <laughs> though, for a musician is different than mostly recovered for, you know, somebody somebody else. You know, yeah, somebody yeah, who's totally. tasked with singing in front of 200 people. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, shoot. Like, I thought I'd be able to sing um, until I started singing. I was trying to save my voice and... Mm. Um, I sat down at the piano. I've been doing my best to recover, resting as much as I could, taking vitamins, all that good stuff. And um, I sat down to play. We had Juan with us, who's our who absolutely kills it. Yeah, on he's the drums. yeah, he's great, dude. He his style though is like super energetic, right? Like he puts a ton of, and that's his personality too. Yep. But uh, he just puts everything into his drumming, and we get going, and he's just like off the, off the cuff, bro. Just like all the energy, and I'm like, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> I can't keep up with you tonight. And usually during worship, we go for like two hours, you yeah. know, like. <laughs> um, so we start playing, getting into it. I'm singing, I'm singing in a lower register at first, and I'm like, okay, I could do this for a while, but might be weird to keep it here. At one point, I jump an octave. I'm like losing my voice. I'm like, oh, man. But I was like, whatever. You know, like if I lose my voice, I lose my voice. Right. No big deal. I'll get it back. I'm just going to go for it, and I'm going to give God everything that I have. I was prepared, you know, like right. going in on this thing. And I start playing. We get to this part, and um, at one point, I told everybody to come sit on the floor in the front. And uh, the music came down just kind of naturally. That's like the progression of where the song was headed to. It's like a more chill spot. Right. And I look out and I'm looking at people and people are being ministered to by the Lord. And I start feeling ministered to by the Lord. And I felt were like... Are you just holding pad at this point? Not at this or point. Hold, okay. Yeah, not at this point. Um, I was still playing the keys a little bit. David was still tinkering around. Juan was still hitting cymbals yeah. and stuff, but it was still a chill moment. Um, and Chad was still fiddling too on electric guitar. But I remember thinking like, okay, this is a chill moment. And the band kept trying to build it back up. But I was looking around the room and I was like, dude, Holy Spirit is moving right now. And I felt like the Lord told me in that moment, like, keep it chill. So I'm trying to give hand signals to Juan behind me, like, yo, yo, like, chill, chill. And, and David as well. And they're, they're being ministered to, so they're not seeing me give them these signals. They all got their eyes closed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I'm sitting there for a minute doing this, and uh, it hit me. I was like, dang, like, this phrase that Chris always says to me um, as the worship leader at Arise, she says, your one job is to woo Jesus into the room. Mm -hmm. And I felt like in that moment that had already been accomplished yeah. and there was nothing else that I needed to do. Yeah. And <laughs> I finally got the attention of the band and how, how far in do you think we were? Maybe 10 minutes? Uh, it was probably 25 minutes in. Oh maybe. really? Yeah. You had gone through a couple of sets and you know, a couple of different songs anyway. So that, that would be my guess. Gotcha. So 25 minutes to me feels like five right <laughs> no i remember the last revival room service that we had and, and i was like bro did you realize that was two and a half hours you're like no way <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude i just get i just get lost bro but uh yeah so we uh we chilled down it was just the pad and i remember god like saying like yeah you don't need to play anymore and I was like, all right, guys, don't play anymore. And I wasn't playing anymore, but I had my foot on the sustain pedal, and it was holding the pad okay. on the keyboard at this point. 
and I'm looking around, the Lord's still ministering, and I get this thought that pops in my head, like, stop playing the keyboard, stop holding the pad, and I'm thinking, like, is this for me, am I thinking that, like, is this the Lord right now, I was like, maybe I should stop playing the pad, but then I heard kids running around, and I was like, I don't want people to get distracted by the kids running around and stuff, Yeah. and I was like, I'm just going to keep this pad going, so people can still engage with the Lord in this moment. And that thought pops in my head again, like stop playing the pad. And I was like, but I don't know. I don't know. This is my job. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I got to keep the sound coming. And so, um, kind of at that moment I said into the mic, I was like, God, I just want more of you have your way. And then, like two seconds later, the the all the sound pops like boom, <laughs> the power wow. blew. Bro. Wow! I was like, "What the wow. heck?" The lights went out in the whole building. Yeah, a split second. But I I I don't know technically what happened. Yeah. But you know, as I'm sitting out there being ministered to by the Lord in worship, you know, I I look up and I'm I'm looking at you when that happens, and all the lights come back on, but none of the sound equipment did. Yeah. You know, like nothing that was being used as that quote unquote tool to minister and to woo the Lord in came back on, but everything else did. Yeah, right. And I didn't realize that because after that, I knew immediately, don't touch that keyboard. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't even test it personally, okay. but I did see David messing around on his bass afterwards. And I was like, there's no sound. Yeah. And I think at at some point, I just got off the stage before the band did. And I just sat on the ground because I was like, yeah. fear of the Lord was on me. Dude. I was yeah. just like, all right, Lord, if you want to do yeah. ministry right now, like have your way, I want to get ministered too. Yeah. <laughs> so I went and sat on the ground. Yeah. And I saw the band still on the stage. I was like, all right, I need to tell them, like, guys, come on. Come sit with us. And um, I think they just needed permission, you know. Yeah. Like, but... uh and I had my permission from right. From, from the Lord. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit of a rebuke and yeah. uh, some permission. Yeah, yeah, but man, that's awesome. <laughs> and so, you know, from somebody who's experiencing it, uh, you know, out out in the in the congregation, uh, to uh, to watch that happen, and then you know what followed was just something that's not manufactured you know just just people just spontaneously you know and and prayer really was the thing that got me you know before people started singing songs together without the music was just like the outcry for more of the lord and so the moment before though to back up about 28 minutes uh the you know the the moment that uh you i think it was krista who had prayed and kind of gave an introduction to the night uh it was like two keystrokes in like it was for me, I'm not somebody who is uh, like always super sensitive to like, oh, Holy Spirit just kind of just ushered in something new. But it was like, as soon as you started playing, uh, it was like two, you know, the bang, bang, whatever it was, you know, it was like, oh, wow. You know, like just felt the Lord all over. And I had felt this expectation kind of turning, you know, since that morning, like just woke up excited about going to spend time with family Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, and and ministering together. And so for, you know, maybe everybody who doesn't know, I mean, where we feel called as a group for our revival rooms is to take it outside of the four walls of what was and had become something somewhat of a, I wouldn't say complacent, but comfortable environment for us to be in on a monthly basis. And You know, and and I wouldn't even say that it was stagnant. You know, there was awesome stuff going on, but we had an opportunity uh, about three months ago to go minister to a to a church out in Brookville, Ohio, and I think at the end of that, you know, our next debrief happened to be at our house, and everybody's yeah. sitting there like, man, that felt like it. It did, like, dude. I it was felt like... like the Lord was ushering us into a season where we are outwardly focused. Yeah. And ministering to local bodies. Yeah. And so as a group, it was just, man, it, it feels like there was a, a switch, you know, turned, a fire hydrant opened up. And, you know, every month has just been 
uh, incredible uh, and increasingly so, you know, from from glory to glory, that kind of experience. Yeah. And it's, you know, part of the expectation. We had our, our revival rooms on Saturday at the same place that we had it the previous month and different one, the one before. <laughs> the one before um, we went forever. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, yeah. It was like uh, we started at six and ended at like 1230. Yeah. Kind of, well, you were sick on the, you were sick that one, too. Uh, uh, remember, you had left a little early from the one in Brookville. Oh, uh, so we went to unveiled sick. twice. So you're talking about two. yeah, three times before. Okay, yeah, okay, so okay. unveiled unveiled twice and at the uh, at the first one there in Brookville. Yeah, but, that first. One. Um, but really, you know, it, it all comes back to that community, right? Like the Lord doing something special in our group, and um, you know, us kind of pressing into what that looks like to hear from the Lord corporately you know, for a new body. And, you know, for us, like we're, we're being invited to come, you know, Krista's coordinating this, you know, for us, you're coordinating, coordinating these on a monthly basis, uh, for us to go and minister, you know, at these new churches and they, they don't know us, you know, they, they, they don't know our hearts, you know, they don't, they don't know kind of what the flow is. And the first thing Krista said on Saturday, like if your expectation is that this is a, a interpretation of a Sunday morning, or like if it's anything like what you've come to know as, you know, C-H-U-R-C-H, uh, like uh, church, like, I'm sorry, but this, this isn't that, you know, we will do two hours of worship if the Lord is ministering in this room. Like we will do worship for 25 minutes in the word, <laughs> like who could have, who could have called that one, but yeah. 25 minutes and the speakers will blow out and, and just an incredible rest of the service will proceed, you know, where there's multiple, yeah. just incredible words given and prayer opportunities and healing, uh, that, that really just kind of spread like a wildfire. Yeah. So, dude, that's beautiful. Dude, I was so I felt like I was possessed by him, dude, after mm. that. When we were sitting on the ground, and then at one point, the Lord told me to just read read his word. He's like, there's power in it. Yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and read through the gospel, and and uh, that was cool. Yeah. And that whole time, I was just sitting there just being wrecked as the Lord was sharing with me about kingdom authority you know, being brought low, that word I shared at the end. Yeah. Know, it was just oh like stuff gosh, that like, just, I'm getting wrecked, you know, as, as people are getting ministered to. And, you know, there are different times where, uh, you know, I, I felt led to pray for somebody and, um, you know, and there were a couple of people who got healed, which was cool. Um, but, you know, even in the middle of it, it was a, like a, I wouldn't say an out of body experience, but a, an experience where, you know, it was kind of new for me, like being ministered to from the Lord about something that's over here, you know, separate from what I'm praying for this person in, you yeah. know, normally like, I'm like, I, I want to be focused on you. I want to focus on like how the Lord loves you and what Dude, the Lord's heart is towards you. I was having a super similar experience to that. Really? Yeah. When I was praying for people, like, man, I literally felt possessed by the Holy Spirit, bro. Like, the words that were coming out of my mouth were like, it felt like his mm. and they were just so accurate. And I don't like get crazy accurate, yeah. like words of knowledge or anything very often. Yeah. But like, it just felt like he, he was the one doing all the ministering yeah. in the moment. And I was just like, how am I even saying this? Like I was saying like things that I would never say in the natural yeah. <laughs> like I see like a dip in your life and like the Lord's filling this dip. <laughs> like <Yeah>. what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like but as I would like say these things that to me made no sense, I would watch the person get ministered to and yeah. fall out in the spirit. Yeah. I'm like, what the Yeah. Okay, Lord. Like yeah. have your yeah. way, Lord. And at one point at one point I was <laughs> I was experiencing him like so much. I was like, any, I was thinking in my head, anything's impossible or anything's possible right now. And there had been a, an exposed pipe in the ceiling that was leaking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I hadn't seen it the whole time. Um, but like, as soon as I was like, anything's possible. Right? I look up and I see water just like 
manifesting in the air in front of me and i freaked oh my out gosh, yeah. <laughs> it was literally this pipe that was just <laughs> leaking oh yeah you, that's yeah you had leaned over to me like bro i thought the lord is just dripping on me from heaven <laughs> but it's this pipe <laughs> oh that was awesome i even went up to krista and tapped her on the shoulder i was like there's water coming out of the sky <laughs> <laughs> She was probably like, yeah, yeah there's a into leak. That bucket. <laughs> into that bucket. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Regardless, I was like yeah. getting whacked. Yeah. Yeah, one of my favorite um, moments, though, from that was me, you, and Philip ministering to those kids at the end of service. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, so there were, uh, there was a mother had come up to to us as we were talking and, you know, specifically had asked, um, you know, for Philip to and us to pray for, for her son. And, um, you know, we could just tell immediately, like, this dude's different. You know, he's a 12-year-old who's at this conference who is on fire for Jesus. And, you know, for for you, Philip, myself, and your wife, Jackie, to there at the end come in and be able to minister to him and his sister and his, and his mom even uh, was, was really just, like, the picture of what we're talking about. Yeah. You know, like, the, that... that that happens in community, you know, and just seeing like, for me, it was like, you know, I had a few words to share with, with all three of them. Uh, but then just watching, uh, you and Philip and Jackie minister and just like the, the genuine joy that was bubbling up inside of you as you ministered to those kids was just, it was just something else. You know, it was, it was really beautiful. That was a good, good moment. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I took that and asked myself on the way home if I ministered to my kids with that much joy. Wow, yeah. And, you know, that's that's for some people the hard one, right? Like, uh, I can do it. I can preach on a Sunday morning. I can minister on a Wednesday night. You know, I can, can show up and, you know, volunteer in kids' ministry, uh, but is my first ministry in check? Like, is my ministry to my wife, like, you know, and there have been seasons where the Lord has convicted me of that. Like, you know, hey, you're excited about going and ministering with your friends, like, and like, you know, going to a, a street evangelism, whatever. Um, how's your wife? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Um, Amanda, let's pray tonight, you know, or, or, or whatever it is to get so back in it. line. We miss it sometimes, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I think, again, the intention and, um, you know, just just making sure our heart uh, is is in check when it comes to our kids. You know, I'd asked you to pray uh, for my relationship with my kids. Not that it's ever been bad, um, but just man, I want to love them better. Like yeah. I want to love my kids uh, like they want to be loved. You know, not like it's easy for me to love. And honestly, like since I vocalized that to you and a couple of my other praying friends, like I feel like my the depth of my relationship with each of my four kids, uh, and, and Amanda, you know, has just been, it's, it's been incredible. That's awesome. Just, uh, step into that. So yeah, something I'm really thankful for. That's so awesome, man. Yeah. I think it's something we'll always be getting better at too, because let's be honest, it is a different kind of ministry. You don't get to turn it off. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think there's, yeah, just yeah. You still have to be parent. You still have to be disciplinarian. You know, and and it's finding the the place on a daily basis where we're doing those things out of love, yeah, not out of annoyance, not out of selfishness. Yep. And for me, it's like I I deal with stuff at work. I deal with you know what I had a pastor and. In Tennessee, he uh, he would say, uh, "You can't heal stupid." <laughs> like <laughs> you know, the Lord can do a lot, a lot of things, but but you can't heal stupid. And uh, and for, for me, it's like one of these things where it's like pe people do stupid stuff. You know, I I do stupid stuff. You know, whether it's intentionally or unintentionally, um, you know, that are are frustrating to an employer. You know, it's stuff happens, you know, I'm in the construction business and stuff happens on a daily basis. You know, plans don't go as as you put them on paper and, you know, you miss deadlines. And, you know, some days I come home and I've dealt with the weight of that for, 
you know, on a short day, eight hours on an average day, 11 hours and on a long day, 14, 15 hours, you know, it's tomorrow morning, I've got to be at a job site ready for a concrete pour at 5am. And, you know, I'm going to get home and, you know, what, what version of, of me, you know, what, what am I giving my kids when yeah. I get home tomorrow night is uh, really the question that I try to be intentional about asking myself. Not not leaving those, you know, I, I've never been a big fan of people who are like, I leave all that at the door. No, I want to be the kind of person who walks in integrity and who isn't a different version of myself at work and a different version of myself at home. Like I want to, to, to be able to blend those two things. You know, the responsibilities that I'm doing here are served with the same res- amount of passion that the responsibilities at home because I'm called to do both. Right. Like if God's not in my workplace and God hasn't specifically given me grace to do this thing that I do and feel called to do, I don't want to be in it. Yep. That's where the, that's the tricky part. That's where the balancing comes in. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But man, it's been good to be with you. And, uh, I think we need to get some, some, some guests on. I think so too. I think so. That, that'll be a cool next step. We need to start praying into who we should have on the show. Maybe we could ask the listeners too. Now that we got some episodes out, yeah, it's like who do you guys want to see on the table? And yeah, they're like Bill Johnson. <laughs> well, I'll email like, him. Well, we got Pastor Greg from the Baptist Church up the street. Right. Hey, <laughs> come on, come on, Pastor Greg, <laughs> yeah. you're invited, brother. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, he's not a real person. Oh, for okay. the record. I'm yeah. sure there's a Pastor Greg from the Baptist Church up the street from there somebody. There probably is, yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah, but we bless you, Brother Greg. We bless your congregation. <laughs> we bless your family, your wife, your kids, your mom and them. <clears throat> oh. Thanks so much for joining us. Please remember to share this show with your community and encourage everyone to come and listen in on the conversation. Follow us on social media and give us a like and review wherever you consume your podcast and other media. Until next time, be blessed, be a blessing, and remember, there's always an open seat for you at the table.